Friends, this is Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California, and um, I'm not sure how I'm going to get through this whole show because I am just dumbfounded at the incompetence that we have in the um, the the two school board members that um, have been there for far too long, several decades that uh, simply just need to be voted out. I was watching the. Um, going over the school board meeting from uh, the 11th. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong camera. Uh, October 11th, as I talked about incompetence, uh, October <laughs> October 11th. Um, and uh, as we're getting to the end, I was so distracted because I, 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 know, I knew that I could only talk about only a portion of the meeting that we just had on Tuesday. Um, because there was uh, a lot. Uh, they talked about some safety things that they're going over. Uh, a, 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 actually, a pretty good presentation was put together, I got to say. Um, and uh, in regard to the security and safety uh, that uh, uh, programs that they put together for the, the, the school district. Uh, and then it went into some other matters and then ended on a discussion. And I got to actually give Marilyn Anderson some credit here and uh, give her some props because uh, she actually... One of my pet peeves is that people believe that our country, the United States of America, is a democracy, and it is not. It is a constitutional republic or a presidential constitutional republic. But the, 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 the fact that Karen Freeman apparently had no idea <laughs> that we weren't a democracy just... I, I I just about fell out of my seat here as I'm listening to it. And I was trying to do some other work and getting prepared for, the, you know, just at least a, a portion of the show. And that she was arguing about, well, you know, the people in Europe think we're a democracy. Who gives a flying F who, what Europe believes we are? And I'm going to tell Karen, and I know it's probably at some point she'll watch this, is that everywhere, everywhere I've traveled, and, and like say Canada, for instance, the Canadians know far more about our U.S. history than our failed um, school systems here in the United States teach our children uh, about our U.S. history. I, I have heard far more factual U.S. history from Canadians and quite often other uh, people that come from other countries than our own children. I, I, I would venture to say if we were to go to any one of our high schools right now and ask the children, what is our, what is our country? What what is our, uh, our our government? And they may repeat what Karen Freeman says, and that is a democracy. It is not; it's a constitutional republic. And um, and then to hear the um, the superintendent make this same argument that no, it's a democracy, and um, apparently he's some historian or something like that, and he was arguing, that, you know, to 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 not change whatever it was they were working on. I, I got so distracted by this argument from Karen Freeman and uh, the, the thought that they go, no, why, why are we having this discussion? It's not that important. What do you mean it's not that important? It is everything in regard to our country, the, the, the fact that we are not a democracy. Uh, you know, I'm just, I wasn't planning on starting with this. I'm going to read something from The Hill. Uh, however you feel about The Hill, it doesn't matter. The, the fact that um, 
they brought up some actually some pretty good points here. This is from an article from 2018. The author is uh, Timothy Snowball. What an interesting uh, title. I, I, I don't know his political leanings or anything. Uh, he's an, op an opinion contributor. And on uh, October uh, 2018, he uh, wrote this article. And I'm going to skip down where it begins with this uh, paragraph. It's, it's about halfway into the article. And it says, wrong. Contrary to catchy slogans, memes, and other slick forms of electioneering, the government of the United States was never intended to be a pure democracy. In fact, most of the institutions today, active, today's activists, complain about, uh, complain about were designed to thwart the pernicious effects of too much democracy. The anti-democratic by they're anti-democratic by design, which he's talking about the the institutions of our of our. Um, of our government. Rather than flaws that require remedy, the, these institutions were and are essential safeguards for individual uh, liberty. The framers knew that in its pure form, democracy could be dangerous. That's why it's important, Karen Freeman. <laughs> it's like, I'm still just so dumb about it, that this person has been in, essentially in charge of our school board for decades. And we wonder why we are so low in our educational standards at the Placentia Urbana Unified School District, why we are in trouble and why we're in the predicament that we are at the school district. It's because people like Karen Freeman have been in, 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 in on the school board for decades, causing so many uh, or, or have or making so many poor decisions over the last several decades. It's just, it's no, it's no wonder we're in this situation. The framers knew that in this pure form, democracy could be dangerous. The writings of the founding era are replete with warnings of this fact. Uh, uh, real liberty is not found. This is a quote. Real liberty is not found in extremes of democracy, but in moderate governments, Alexander Hamilton wrote. If we'd incline to do much to democracy, we shall soon shoot into a monarchy or some other form of dictatorship. Again, that's why this is important, Karen Freeman. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson lamented that a democracy is nothing more than mob rule, where 51% of the people may take away the rights of the other 49. Um, Marilyn Anderson was right on in, in making this argument and she stuck to her guns. And again, I got to give Marilyn Anderson some props. I've been hard on her over the last couple of years, but I'm going to tell you right on this point, she was exactly correct in fighting for this amendment to the, um, the issue that she was speaking about. James Madison argued that democracies have ever been spectacles of uh, turbulence and contention have ever been incompatible with personal security or the rights of property and have in, in a general and in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. Talking about a democracy. John Adams concluded that, democ that democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There never was a democracy, yet that did not commit suicide. And, I, and it goes on. This article is actually a really, really good article for those people that are silly enough to believe that our country is a democracy. And it is no wonder that Democrats are trying to turn our country into democracy. They, they want to get rid of the Electoral College. They want to get rid of the filibuster. They want to get rid of these things that actually keep our country from becoming a democracy. It is not what our country 
is, nor was it meant to be. So I'm going to leave it at that. But uh, my gosh, that it just uh, to start the show off this way um, just was not my intention because um, I just that's what I was listening to when uh, before I pushed the live button and I just about lost my my cookies because of this nonsense. Um, so uh, right on, uh, Marilyn Anderson. Again, I got to give you props for sticking to your guns and so happy that you did that. Um, and uh, wow, I, I'm just, <laughs> I don't understand. So um, there is a lot to get to. I'm going to, this is probably going to be a two-parter. It's going to be necessary for me to come back. I, again, I, I think that uh, the superintendent who put together the security safety presentation did a really good job. Um, uh, as you may or may not know, uh, my wife, my wife, my wife, Hedia Maramati, uh, was uh, a contractor for the FBI uh, and, uh, and an expert in counterterrorism and did a lot of work in creating systems to combat terrorism in our country and worked on um, programs to protect um, schools and, and, and federal um, uh, institutions and uh, put together programs uh, much like what uh, was put together by the superintendent. Uh, myself, I was with the Anaheim Police Department and uh, also I was a contractor with the Disney Corporation in regard to security. Um, and um, had my own security company and was responsible for security for churches and other uh, schools in the Indio area, uh, the Coachella Valley, and um, have, have done very similar, uh, if not um, more extensive programs, much like that was put together here. And uh, I didn't I didn't go through every detail of it, but what I did see uh, was was pretty well put together. And I got to say that. Uh, um, it was pretty good. And so, but we'll revisit that, uh, but to go through it in addition to the other things that I want to talk about, it just would have created a two or three hour show. So, um, just wanted to make sure that that will get addressed later on. Um, but, uh, I really do got to hit there again. I, Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Anderson did a good job of, of showing everyone that Karen Freeman, again, an incompetent school board member who's been in the position of being a school board member for far too long because parents weren't paying attention. If anybody would have paid attention, they would have known that this is something that she never should have been involved in apparently because our, our school grades are below 50% in, um, uh, in every area, math and reading in particular, they're in the forties in the number of children that are at grade level. So under 50% of the students are at grade level. And I think it, whatever it was, I, I, I do have the graphic uh, from their own presentation that says that something only like five or 10% or something like that are above uh, grade level. So um, those are the people that have been in charge uh, for a long period of time. I'm gonna play a couple uh, of the uh, public comments that were made. Um, one person will get another replay. She's, um, I, I don't, apparently she's a teacher. Uh, she's been somebody who's um, very uh, obnoxious during the meetings and talks and talks back. A at one point when I was talking about uh, some friends of mine that have had teenagers during the pandemic um, who had committed suicide, she outwardly laughed at my comment and thought what I was saying about suicides was funny. Um, and she's, she's got some issues and I'm not sure what her position is at a school. I think she's an elementary school teacher. I think she says on this one, but, um, I don't know what her problem is, but she's something's, something's going on. Uh, but I'm going to play her comment because I want to, I want to address, uh, some of the things she commented. <clears throat> and then, uh, Minion, who is the president of the APLE, she's uh, another one who's, <clears throat> you know, makes these comments, but it, it, it really is. 
kind of giving you an idea what our problems are and why we're in the predicaments that we are uh, at our um, school district. So first, let's uh, bring on the first uh, speaker here. Judy Reese, Glen Knoll Elementary School. Hi, out there. I, I guess I've been a topic of conversation. I don't know. I don't know who that person is. Um, I was made aware in my school, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and had lunch with them who said that in our neighborhood around the corner from my school, one of our parents, they knocked on the door, they were approached and that one of the trustees was with this person and that they began telling this woman with her grandchild who is a student at our school that they shouldn't have their child, that grandchild, in our schools because our schools are terrible. They're going downhill, they're not good. They didn't specifically name teachers, but I would have to say that teachers are the backbone of our schools. So I would say that if you think that our schools are going downhill, then that's really what you're saying, is that the teachers are not good. And in addition to, to say that to a child who has just started, she's in transitional kindergarten, so it's her very first year in school to hear that. This is a really terrible message and does not make teachers feel that they're supported by their board members, that the board members are not on their side and that they probably really don't even understand what's happening inside the classroom. Another comment was that things are being taught in, in kindergarten that you wouldn't believe, but I'm gonna tell you one thing we do teach. We teach the kids to treat others the way they would like to be treated. We teach them to only have kind things to say and that if you don't have anything nice to say, then just don't say anything. We teach that. So I would appreciate that same consideration from board members. So how she gets to the point where she always, at least not always, in, in the times that I've heard her speak and, and, and heard what she has to say, somehow she gets to a point where she claims that a school board member is saying that teachers are horrible. Uh, if you remember the last broadcast, she said, if you don't, if you hate the teachers union or you dislike the teachers union, then you dislike teachers. That That is never, ever, I can say this for myself and the school board members that I know, that they have never said that they don't like the teachers. That has never, ever been a comment. I interviewed Todd um, uh, Frazier, who um, here in my studio clearly said that he loves the teachers. There's The majority of the teachers are fantastic. What it is we don't like is the things that the teachers unions are bringing in to our schools, where the, what Sacramento is forcing the teachers to bring into our schools, and that the parents based on what the teachers unions and Sacramento are saying is the parents should not, not have any involvement that the teachers make all the decisions that the teachers would possibly hear something about our children, whether it's about them um, not feeling comfortable in their skin to um, disciplinary actions, to all these things that would be important for a parent to be told that the teachers unions and Sacramento are saying, no, you do not share any of these things with the parents. Those are the things that we are against. And we're against the teachers that are following those um, suggestions or I guess in some cases 
the um, the requirements. I'm not quite sure if they're laws yet. I know there's a couple of couple issues that we are dealing with that may be a law, but at no point have I and I've walked with the the, the um, school board members that are um, hoping that Todd Frazier and Rich Ingle get uh, elected and and remove two of the the incumbents that are up for um, re-election. Um, that I've walked with them and at no time have they ever said that they don't like the teachers. At no time have they attacked the teachers. What we uh, address are the issues that parents need to know. We They need to know that Sacramento and teachers unions want to bring in some sex education that is pornographic. They wanna bring in sex education that is um, inappropriate for um, any school age, whether it's kindergarten or seniors in high school, that bringing in ideas of sadomasochism to sexting to all these things that I've shared with you before, that those things that are being encouraged by the CTA, the APLE, and the um, NEA are inappropriate. Those are the things we are fighting against. Again, at no time did we ever say that we hate teachers or dislike teachers or all the teachers in the Placentia Blinder Unified School District are bad teachers. That has never been said. And how she gets there, it's anybody's guess. Because what she's saying is simply not true. I know it's not true. I can unequivocally say it's not true. She needs to make a recording of whatever it is she's being told. And she can play it for me and show me that this person heard this and and then we can have that debate but uh i've been on these walks i've been going i've gone door to door and heard the conversations and at no time has anybody ever ever said that teachers are bad ever as a matter of fact we say teachers should be paid more uh as a matter of fact we should say teachers should get back to education and we want to help them get back to education because we know a lot of teachers want to get back to education they want to be done with all this other stuff they want to be done with crt and dei and lgbtq and all this other kinds of nonsense that's being forced upon them. The teachers don't want that. They are stuck in a little bit of a position here because they are being told what it is they have to do and that they're trying to educate children while trying not to um, get either fired or um, pressured by the teachers unions and they are feeling pressured. They are feeling so pressured that they don't even speak out about it. They do in private because they've stopped me at everywhere from, um, uh, Old Navy to Costco to um, uh, 24 hour fitness that they said, you know what? Uh, I heard you, you know, on your show the other day and they go, that is exactly what's happening. I cannot speak out because they will bully me. They will pressure me and they will make my life miserable if I don't do what it is they want me to do. That's, that's what they're telling me. That, that is the truth. And I, in, at, at any time I could probably have a teacher come out and actually uh, support me on that. Uh, whereas I'm pretty sure, uh, Judy, I think her name is, uh, cannot, uh, cannot do that. Um, but, uh, again, I, I don't know what her issue is, but she's got something where she wants to twist and turn things around to make it sound like something's being said. That's not now let's listen to the president of the teachers union, uh, what she has to say, and we'll have a little comment about this. Linda Mannion, Apple, good evening. Um, a recent survey of K-12 teachers across the state found that most teachers surveyed are suffering from burnout. When asked to describe their jobs, teachers that were surveyed responded with things like, I'm exhausted, I'm stressed, the workload is overwhelming. As a result, 
The surveys show that 40% of the teachers said they may switch occupations and another 20% said they will likely leave the profession in the next three years. That's pretty horrifying when you think about it. We have wonderful teachers. How are we treating them? California and the rest of the nation is facing a critical teacher shortage. The time is coming when communities will be competing with each other just to be able to fill their classrooms. To attract and retain high quality teachers, teacher salaries will have to be competitive and teacher um, working condition must be optimal. The supply and demand issue of available teachers is clearly there to see. And yet, attacks continue on teachers and making teachers feel that they really aren't valued. The children in our community have one chance at their K-12 education to prepare them for the future. We have amazing teachers out there ready to take that on, ready to provide that education. But the continual attacks that we're hearing on teachers are doing nothing to threatening to increase the likelihood that teachers will leave the profession. Our kids deserve a quality education. They deserve these quality teachers, and teachers deserve a supportive community. Let's stop these attacks on teachers before there are no teachers left to attack. So, uh, Minion, I think her first name is Linda. Um, where are these attacks? Who's attacking? Again, we, we had another parent come up and say that she feels unsafe coming out of her home. We live in New York, Melinda, Placentia, Fullerton, Anaheim. Um, I, I, want, I want to see where these attacks are happening. Who's, who's being attacked? When parents get upset that a sex educational program or a book that uses pornography and they're being read, uh, uh, one parent read one in the last school board meeting, which clearly is pornography. When we are attacking the, the truth that these things are being given to our children via a teacher. Now, listen to me. This is, this is what we are against. This is what we are attacking. We are attacking the inappropriate pornography, sex education, the LGBTQ um, 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 sex um, descriptions the, the, which has been, again, given by the CTA, the NEA, and the APLE, we are attacking the, that. We are not attacking the teachers. Now, if there is a teacher that is actively skirting the idea that this is not allowed in our school and doing something that's against the rules, that teacher needs to be disciplined. But we do not believe, the parents do not believe the majority of the teachers in the PYLUSD are horrible people and we are not attacking them. We are attacking the things that are being done. We are, attacked, we are attacking the fact that the school district kept the children masked far longer than, than they should have. Uh, early on, uh, the science was available. The studies were available that showed that none of that worked. We were against the schools being closed. We were against all these other things. And that's not an attack on the teacher. That's an attack on the issues in regard to what was harming our children physically and mentally. That's what we are attacking. None of that has to do with attacking uh, teachers. The, the last thing in regard to uh, this president of the school teachers union is that she's saying how horrible it is for teachers, that the conditions are horrible, that they're not getting paid enough. That is not the, the parents. 
That is that was what the teachers union was supposed to be doing for the teachers. She's attacking herself. <laughs> She's saying that the union is doing a poor job of making sure that the teachers are have great working conditions, that they're getting paid what they deserve, that they are allowed to teach, not to indoctrinate, that that is her job, that obviously the teachers union is failing the teachers. They are not to be involved in curriculum. They're to be involved in the the um, employment issues that involve the teachers, not involved in the education of our children. That is two different, entirely two different things. And so when she talks about that the teachers are overwhelmed and they are quitting, it is her fault, not the parents' fault. The parents are trying to get the teachers back to a place where they want to be, and that is to teach children how to read, write, count, and think. The teachers will be so much more happy I know the teachers that I've talked to and then I've it goes, all we want to do is teach. We don't know why they're forcing us to do all these other things. We don't know why we're being bullied into doing these things that we don't want to do. It is the teachers unions, it is Sacramento that are making our jobs difficult, not parents, not people that are involved in hoping that our children will be educated once again, that they will be above the 50 percentile and hopefully into the 70 to 80 percentile in uh, meeting the standards of, of being able to read at a standard right now it's below that. And I don't know, I don't believe it's the teacher's fault. I believe it's the superintendent's fault. I believe it's the, the past school uh, board members and in, 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 in the teachers unions by far are, are, are the blame for almost 90% of probably what's happening in our, in our schools, because they have the ears of the politicians. They donate to the politicians who bend over backwards to give the teachers unions what it is they want. Uh, schools to be closed down, masking kids, vaccinating kids, teaching them nonsense that has nothing and no business of being in our schools, that the teachers unions have a, have a, a very huge part in what is wrong with our schools right now. It is not the parents. It is not the two school board members of Leander Blades and Sean Youngblood. As a matter of fact, they're the only ones fighting for our kids. They're the only ones fighting for parents. And for Minion and Judy Reese to come on and say that we are somehow attacking parents, that we are we are um, we are forcing teachers to quit, that is that is not true. <laughs> Almost said something else. That is obviously not true. We have teachers that are in that school board meeting that are sitting right with us, the parents, because they are hoping that we are going to be able to make a breakthrough so they can go back to actually teaching kids how to read, write, count, and think. That is what they're hoping. These school, these school union supportists or whatever you want to call it, I'm not sure what uh, part of the cabal of the teachers unions that are in there, they are getting something out of it. And we'll, we'll be bringing up a little bit about one of the school board members, uh, uh, Carrie Buck, what she's getting out of it, apparently. And that is a lot. Uh, and so I want to make sure and get to those comments. So I hope that we're going to keep addressing this because every time that a parent speaks, they're going to turn it as to though we're attacking teachers. We are not attacking teachers. We want the teachers that are doing a great job that want to get back to teaching. We, we want to reward them with higher pay, uh, more days off. I don't know. It may be greater benefits. Who knows? Uh, whatever that would be to make sure that the best teachers, the best of the best teachers, not teachers from Cal State Fullerton, not teachers from Chapman University. They are they they are some of the worst teachers, I think, that we've gotten um, in the in the last couple of years. I could be wrong on that. I'm not sure. But they're the ones who want to make sure that CRT stays in our schools. Uh, I know that Cal State Fullerton and Chapman University are. They're the ones who want to bring in this woke uh, teaching of of, of pornogra pornography and, and, and LGBTQ teaching that doesn't belong in our schools. 
they're the ones who are pushing that. So I know that that's come. They've written letters to the to the school district saying, "Hey, you got to you got to stop the CRT uh, ban uh, because are the teachers that we're producing want that in there? Uh, if that's the teachers they're producing, then we don't want them in our school district. Uh, we want to we want to pass on those teachers." All right, so let's get to this next. We uh, we got uh, a speaker that's going to bring up some issues that are happening in regard to the elections. And uh, Carrie Buck and, and uh, Karen Freeman have a huge uh, part of this. And in addition to that, the teachers union, the APLE, and the CTA are have paid have have given forty five thousand over forty five thousand dollars, maybe closer to forty six thousand dollars to Carrie Buck and Carrie Freeman to try to get them reelected. And um, and they've also sent out mailers and emails, the CTA and the APLE, to all the teachers and told them what to do. And that is to park their cars on the streets so that they could put signs supporting Freeman, supporting Buck in the schools in their areas. That these emails have gone out to the teachers and say, hey, don't park in the parking lot, park on the street in the public area. And that, and that way you can put a sign in your window showing that you support the incumbents um, Terry, uh, Carrie Freeman and Karen, um, uh, Karen Freeman and Carrie Buck. So here is a, a speaker that brings up this fact and he knows, he knows, <laughs> trust me, he knows. Hi. I'm Jonathan Bloomquist. I am a parent for PYL USD. I have two kids at Golden. Uh, I have a question here. Uh, I found something out here from, that I want to get some answers on back in 2011. The school board members uh, had voted without public notice to borrow $22 million. And it basically was, was one of those loans where you don't have to pay for the first 20 years. But then after 20 years, you're paying 7.8%, which compounds 13 times original borrowed amount, which basically comes out to $282 million. The two people that were voted for that was uh, Carrie Buck and Karen Freeman. I don't know why, but as uh, I heard earlier about term limits, I definitely think that that's something that needs to be taken into consideration here, considering I think people over time are not making good decisions for our community and our school district and our money. So I think that's something that that should be taken into consideration when people come to vote this year. And I also, I have, I've noticed today when I was driving to work, I passed by Van Buren Elementary every day. As I'm going down the street, normally there's no cars parked in front of the school because it says you can't park there for the buses. Today I see, uh, I, I assume, staff vehicles with election signs. I didn't know that you could do that, but it encroaches on the street. You're not supposed to park there. It makes more traffic, and I just don't know whether that's right or not. But I just think that that's something that needs to be looked at. And also, I've also seen quite a few times people tampering with election signs and I mean I've seen in my with my own eyes people taking uh, I think it was uh, I saw an Ingle sign being removed and a carry buck sign put where the Ingle sign was why are people doing that but I mean that's dirty politics in my opinion but just so people know thank you would you like to comment now, and then at the end there, uh, Carrie Buck says uh, to the superintendent, do you want to comment on the, the fact that he's um, commenting on something that is um, uh, election related? And uh, he may have been, except for what he was saying was actually something that needed to be addressed because um, the teachers union, again, 
is emailing and possibly snail mailing all the teachers, not just in the PYLUSD, but the CTA, the California Teacher Association, is also emailing and sending uh, mail to the teachers, telling them to only support Freeman and Buck. And they get to do that. But yet a parent can't get up there and talk about, hey, how come they're stealing these signs? Why are the teachers allowed to park their cars on the street and put this, the, the, the election signs for Freeman and Buck on their cars? Why is that being allowed? But yet the parent can't get up there and speak at the podium about why? Why is this happening? And Carrie uh, Buck obviously says, well, hey, you don't want to tell these parents not to, not to bring up you know, our, our dirty laundry. <laughs> and what does the superintendent do? He, he complies. And he goes, yes, we don't. I, again, I, I don't know where this guy came from, but uh, I had high hopes for him. And uh, right away, he, um, he, he's, uh, he's just like the rest of them. It's very strange. So um, I want to just bring up what he talked about also was about this loan. And we'll bring this up here. And uh, this is Freeman and Buck bond debacle. And it says that Bill, Bill Lockyer, a California state treasurer for 2007, 2015. So during the time that this was done, he said the school boards and staff that approved of these bonds should be voted out of office and fired. And uh, the reason being in 2011, school board members, Karen Freeman and Carrie Buck voted without public notice, something that they, they love to do. And apparently that is not against uh, the rules, apparently. Um, but, uh, they, they, they find a way to do this back, especially back then when parents were paying attention, they did a lot of things, uh, without public notice. Uh, but they decided to borrow $22 million that will ultimately cost taxpayers $282 million, 13 times the borrowed amount. The money, uh, was obtained through capital appreciation bonds that were banned in California in 2013. Uh, the non-negotiable fixed interest rate bonds call for no payments to be made uh, for the first 20 years. During that time, the principal and interest compound at 7.8% with payments beginning in 2031. So uh, we'll, we'll begin to fill those in, in 2031. Uh, the district will pay $15.2 million per year for the 2011 bond and another $2.1 million per year for an earlier bond. Wow. Crazy. Um, and then it goes on the fixed interest rates of 7.8 and 2.5 higher than the average bond interest rate in 2011. And the Los Angeles times labeled these bonds, the 16th worst school bond issue in the state of California from 2007, 2021. So that's what uh, he was talking about in that particular comment that he made. And again, uh, I think he's correct that we probably need um, uh, term limits. Uh, but again, he brings up the point of why it is we need to get rid of the, these two school board members that have been on there far too long. If we're to bring up a, a word, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. Um, you know, why, why, why keep them in? If, if our, our children are below 50% in the 40 to 30 percentile in meeting the standards, in meeting their grade, if they're below that, and these have been the people that have been in charge during the whole period of time where this has been happening. If, if they are lowering the standards because the kids can't keep up, and, and I, I shared this before, where a math teacher at El Dorado, um, every child in that class failed a test. And what did she do? She lowered the grading so that they could all pass. If that is common practice, that you're lowering your standards and not re increasing your teaching standards or your, your teaching practice, then something's clearly wrong. And the people that have been in charge are Carrie Buck and Karen Freeman. And this has been going on for this long a period of time. 
And they, they, they always want to say, well, we got all these awards. Well, you're getting the awards from Sacramento, who doesn't have the best interest in their students in mind. We already know that they're trying to say that math is racist. They're already trying to say that the standards are racist, that they need to be lowered. That if, if, if they're lowering the standards and then our, our schools are getting some kind of award for following those directions by lowering our standards, then again, something's wrong. We need to have people that will fight against this kind of stuff, increase the standards, increase the education, increase the teacher's wages, increase the number of teachers that are fantastic teachers and get rid of those few teachers that are not doing the job, that, are, that, are, that, are, that have kids that are an entire class that fails. And instead of increasing her teaching to a higher standard, she's lowering the grading standard so that now she can have the students that pass, that those teachers, maybe it's time for them to go that this is what needs to happen, that these are the people that have been in charge. This is what's been happening. You want to see something else that happened? Here's another uh, interesting comment that I think that's important for uh, you to hear. And this is something else that has been discovered about uh, Carrie Buck and uh, what her practices are and, and what it is that she's doing with her own little private little enterprises she has and how she's using the school district to, um, to support her, her personal business. Uh, let's hear about this. In 2021, I spent a great deal of time fighting the district about lowering the crazy high facility fees. I wasn't gonna mention this, but because the superintendent brought it up, I'll mention that I did a FOIA request in 2021 because I was trying to figure out why the pool at Yorba Linda High School was in such abysmal shape. I learned that the district collected $225,000 in facility rental fees at Yorba Linda High School for the pool, but they actually spent $0 on maintaining the pool. The boosters, the parents paid for everything, so there's your answer. During that time period, I really wondered what kind of people are in charge of the school district, because in 2019, the board approved of higher fees. They didn't do any research, and they even paid a consultant 100% of the contract fee when the consultant only did 50% of the work. Now I have some answers on what kind of people would make such stupid decisions. Trustee Buck, for example, is executive director of a nonprofit called His House. Public records show she seems to use it as a way to curry favor with district employees. For example, in April 2018, the principal of Mabel Payne emailed Buck about or organizing a His House fundraiser at school using school employees, school facilities. In February 2015, Alyssa Griffiths wanted to organize an event at Topaz and Wagner that would involve His House. December 2021, El Camino Real wants Buck to discuss how the school has partnered with His House. October 2019, the PYL print shop emails about printing an eight foot by eight foot banner, no mention of payments. June 2019, his house used soccer fields at Valencia. Did his house pay the facility rental fee? There was no mention of payment. October 2018, the principal of Lakeview put together a team of 29 Lakeview staff members to serve his house. There are also lots of emails from staff wanting to donate. I don't think a board member should be able to use district facilities and staff to benefit them personally. Thank you. So we have kids and families that are struggling to uh, pay for um, the things they need to attend school. They're struggling to um, afford to, maybe their kid wants to go to a dance or their kid wants to go to a football game. And here's Carrie Buck using resources to help her own private enterprise. Whether it's a nonprofit or not, I don't, it doesn't matter. We, we, we have 
a serious problem when we are not addressing the needs of our students and our and our and our families that are struggling, especially now with inflation the way it is, the recession that we are in and everything else that's going on. And we have a school board member who finds it necessary to spend more time concerned about how she can use the school resources for her private enterprise. And yet we have nothing changing in regard to the 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 the, the needs of our students and the the families that are that are in our school district. It is just it, it is more than appalling. It is stupid uh, that we have allowed the stupidity to continue with the incompetence of the people that have been uh, in on the school board for several decades. And that is Karen Freeman and, and, and Carrie Buck. And these are just some of the examples. I, I have more that I've been sent that I have not been able to confirm yet. I always want to make sure and that I can confirm what it is that I'm receiving uh, before I put it out there, because of course they uh, they will attack and they will come after it and they will threaten uh, to do whatever it is they can do. I'm not sure why my phone is going off now, but apparently I said some something that sounded close to Siri. Um, but um, it is it is just it is crazy. It is crazy that we're in this position. We have these two people that have been on the board for this long and nobody has stopped it. There's no doubt that there's been school district superintendents that know what's been happening. Uh, I, I can't say that the the Matthews, I think is Dr. Matthews, who's on now that he he knows he's too new probably, but he's he's got to be getting a pretty good feeling that, hey, there's some serious problems that have been going on for the last several decades. I don't know what his history is. I don't know. He's been in other school districts uh, that have had similar problems, but um, um, surely the the old superintendent clearly had to know that some of the stuff was going on and just turned a blind eye to it. Uh, but the parents aren't going to. We're not going to let it go. I, what, no matter what happens in the election on November 8th, we are not going away. Um, we believe that Todd Frazier and Rich Engle should be elected, and we believe they will be elected. But um, we can't take anything for granted. All of you that are watching need to send um, a, an email or a text message or, or make a phone call or walk to your next door neighbor and tell them what is going on in our school district even if they don't have children that go to the school district, because if they're in the area um, where these uh, area four, area five, then they need to know that they need to go. And if they're going to do anything, they need to at least do that. Vote for Todd Frazier if they're in area four or Rich Engel if they're in area five. And uh, you need to talk to everybody that you know and make sure that they walk into that bolt polling booth uh, and uh, facility and go in there and vote for Todd Frazier or Rich Engel. And, and Ryan Bent, for that matter, uh, for Chamber uh, uh, City um, City Council. I don't always want to say Chamber of Commerce, um, City Council, um, because this can't go on. This it, just really simply cannot go on. There's too many things that are happening that have slipped through the cracks. Ignore them when they say, well, look, at we have awards that we won back in 2015 or whenever it was. I can't remember. The, I think the, the latest one probably is 2016 or 17. Again, when you're getting graded by the Sacramento, <laughs> what kind of award is that? It means that you're doing the most incompetent job possible and you're getting the award. It's because, you know, it's like when they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. That's, not, that's an in, uh, inflation increasing act, not a reduction act. These are the people that they're getting these awards from, that it's the opposite of what it is you think it is. It, is, it means that they are destroying our children, that they are hurting 
them uh, mentally that uh, the the physical damage from masking and and vaccines is is something that needs to to not be done and yet they are encouraging it for it to be done this is what we're dealing with and so we need to make sure that we put in a strong school board that is going to go back to educating our kids go back to supporting good teachers to get away from indoctrination and to really, really focus on education. And that's what we need to do. I have two more videos. I'll have to play them on the next one. Um, I just want to make sure and hit those points. Wow, 44 minutes has already gone by. Um, uh, I, I will leave these videos for the next time. We'll be talking about the um, uh, the security and safety issues that were brought up. They're really important. Um, here's what Narcan looks like. One of the ways that it's a package. This is the actual uh, container that you will find. It's a single dose. It gets sprayed in one nostril. So you sprayed into one nostril of a child that you think is overdosing on an opioid, which fentanyl is an opioid or heroin. You sprayed into their nose. In many cases, it will it will it will help them. If not, it will save the, their lives. Um, and just so you know, this was actually brought up and I'm glad they brought it up in the school board meeting that if you misdiagnose, say they are not um, overdosing on an opioid and you give this to them, it, it's, it won't hurt them. Um, but if they are, it will help them, all right, and quite possibly will save their lives. It's a very uh, powerful um, uh, uh, remedy for an opioid overdose. And so, again, you just, uh, I got mine from Kaiser. It took a little bit of work for me to get it there. I, I can't, I'm not sure if they'd be very happy that I would, you know, said that. Uh, but it took a little work. I was able to get it. I wanted to make sure to have it in time for Halloween. <clears throat> Hopefully not for my kids. But just in case, uh, but uh, also for the neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. If somebody, I hear somebody screaming, one of the kids is down or something like that. I want to be able to run out there and have it available. But uh, it wouldn't hurt for you to have your own. Uh, find a way to get it, have it at your house. If you have teenagers or even kids that are in junior high and elementary school, because kids in elementary school are uh, uh, also dying from fentanyl poisoning. I'm a little surprised it's taken this long for the district to take action, but I'm glad that they have. Um, they should have been taking action a long time ago, but um, make sure that um, you know about it. Uh, this is what the pills look like um, now. I mean, one version. And they also look like chalk. Um, uh, and just touching them uh, will will cause people will, will cause people to go into overdose, and some and some people will die. Grown adults have died just simply by touching it. Police officers doing a search and touching it with their bare hands, has, and they the police officers have died, uh, and many have overdosed from touching fentanyl. So. It is that dangerous. All right, my friends, that's it for now. Again, I have other videos and other stuff that we're going to go through uh, at a later time, but uh, I think these are the things I wanted to hit right now. It's so important for you to understand the incompetence of, uh, of Carrie Buck and uh, Karen Freeman and why they need to be voted out. And I wanted to make sure and address this on uh, this, this particular episode. All right, my friends, take care. We'll see you at the next one. God bless. Mm -hmm.